0: welcome to the THINK MHK podcast presented by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. On this podcast, you will hear about a variety of local matters pertaining to the business community. You also hear from local business owners to hear their story and gain valuable business insights. Thanks for tuning in today. We have a great guest today with us on the THINK MHK podcast. It is our new executive director, for Visit Manhattan, Marsha Rosell. Hey, Marsha. Hi, Jason. So uh, first of all, congratulations on your new appointment.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm assuming
0: that you're excited. I'm
1: very excited.
0: (laughs) Ready to go. So we always uh, have guests tell us a little bit about themselves and how they ended up in Manhattan.
1: Um, My family moved here in 1997. My husband got a job at K-State University, and that brought us here. Um, It's been a great fit for us for raising our kids. You know, we grew up in Missouri, so it's not a far distance to come to Kansas.
0: And you are a Missouri Tiger, right? I am a Missouri Tiger, so, yes, but, yes. But we've converted you because your husband Absolutely. Uh, we got a job purple. at Kansas State. And, and he's been at Kansas State for how long?
1: Since 1997, so 26 years we've and, been here. and And
0: what, what department is, he's a professor, correct?
1: He is. He teaches in animal science, teaches in and physiology and animal science. So one of the largest classes. We tend to run into his students all the time, all over.
0: And you grew up in Missouri?
1: We did. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. So And then went to Columbia, Missouri for college and uh, then did a little stint down in Texas. Did Was there for a year before going to the Northwest to get my master's up at the University of Idaho. And that was our – we call that our uh, honeymoon time because we didn't have kids and we camped all over the Northwest before coming to Iowa and then to Kansas. Yeah,
0: and so when you originally – Came to Manhattan, mm-hmm. and you you got you had a degree in education, if I remember.
1: Animal science. I've got a degree. I should have gotten my degree oh, okay. in educa- education. That was what we yep, talked about. Yep, yeah, yep. I should have gotten an education. I actually started it uh, when I was pregnant with our kids, thinking my husband was never going to get a job after grad school, and so I did get some education um, classes under my belt. So we came, and I was fortunate enough to be a stay-at-home mom for those first few years that we came here, and then I got involved in the school district and worked at the school district before then coming to. The chamber. And what
0: did you do at the school district? That was what I remember you working for the schools. So yeah, what did you do for them? I
1: was a paraeducator. educator. So I worked in the computer lab and I also was in the reading room.
0: Okay. And then, so what were the circumstances that led you joining visit Manhattan.
1: Oh, that's a great story. So, back in 2008, um I was in St. Louis. Unfortunately, my mom was in the hospital. I spent a lot of time there with her, and I was realizing that my kids were leaving the school district as far as uh, Marlette Elementary School, and so it was time for me to do something else. And uh, just started thinking about it, and uh, I ran into Karen Hibbard at church one day, and I said, "I know you know a lot of people, and I'm looking to do something different." And she said, "Well, I, I have a job open." And so the rest is kind of history. She hired me and it was probably because I had set chairs for Country Stampede for two years with our church group. And so it was a great, um, great relationship. And I re- always will appreciate that about her.
0: Yeah. Karen was one of those people that every year at Stampede would not only was she a sponsor, but she yes. would get out there and do all the hard work that, that she has volunteers to do as well. Um, so what are some of the more memorable events that you've helped bring to the community? Um, well, one I
1: was just reflecting on uh, this weekend with the Bill Snyder Highway half is um, back in 20, 2014, I brought the color run to Manhattan. And so it was a situation where I went to a trade show and met the planner, which was Dale Jensen, and he wanted to bring the color run to Manhattan. And we we decided we'd host it out of Bill Snyder Stadium's parking lot. And that then prompted um, the two guys from the running company to say, we should be doing that. And so we did. And so that was kind of a neat event that that was an impetus for the Bill Snyder Highway and so half. the
0: Bill Snyder Highway have started in
1: 2015
0: a large crowd for that
1: It was a large crowd I don't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head but um, we were finishing on the practice field because the stadium had some uh, turf remodeling that was getting done so a lot of great positive um, experiences for all those athletes those runners that came um, from all over the world there's definitely different states that come to run in the Highway half.
0: But your focus for Visit Manhattan has been in sports, sports and mm-hmm. and we use we we've talked about for your title is actually sports and leisure. Correct. Yes, leisure is uh, is a an outdated word in some circles. But so it's mainly sports.
1: It is mainly sports, and so and so that's been that's been my background. Another one was a geocaching event that I brought. Um, that just uh, people that geocache go all over the world looking for those those cache sites, and so that was one in 2017 and then just recently the Kansas Special Olympics basketball that was a very memorable one very emotional it's great to have all those athletes here they are competitive on the court and great friends off the court
0: and i know the other one that you've been very active with is the gravel duro
1: the gravel duro yep so we have the uh, bleeding kansas gravel duro is a bike race that we've decided to put on here in town and uh, it will be down on downtown on july well, the finish will be downtown Finished. the finish yeah. will yes yeah. they're out on the gravel court the gravel ro- roads all over but, uh, How many miles
0: is that? Is, is it it's it's going to be
1: no, it's going to be eighty this 80, year. Yeah, okay. so we we've we've learned to have two different uh, courses, one short course and one long course. And Kansas so,
0: has kind of become famous for these gravel races, it right? Because there's is. a big one in Emporia. And that's then,
1: this weekend, yeah. Okay. The Unbound is this okay. weekend, so and yeah. And
0: This one is it's
1: growing. Yeah, the Bleeding Kansas Gravel Duro. We know we've got a lot of great great gravel roads around us that we need to utilize, and so again, partners in the community that we brought together. So Dave Colburn, who had been at the Pathfinder. Ben Siegel with timing, and so now we've got some young guys that are that are joining our committee to try to grow that event.
0: And that is something from the sports realm that a lot of people don't maybe don't know or haven't thought about, but um, Ben and Trey Mm -hmm. with the running company Mm -hmm. and Red Dirt Racing. Yes. They are very instrumental in bringing a lot of things here, right?
1: They absolutely are. So, And I'll always want to work with local planners like them because they've got skin in the game. They have to see people in the grocery store. And so when they put on an event, they do it top-notch and they make sure that the experience that those athletes have is great.
0: So uh, you've been doing this now for how many years? Were you the Uh, sports and leisure director? Well, I 15? uh, since
1: 2010. Okay, so 13. 13 years of that, yeah.
0: So what made you decide, and obviously Karen was here the whole time. She was, absolutely. So it wasn't like there there weren't any. But what made you decide with Karen's retirement to put your hat in the ring for the director's position?
1: Sure. I, I knew I could make a difference. And so I really am passionate about this community. I wanted to make sure that um, moving forward, we, we've got a great foundation. Karen Hibbert and Becky Blake before me um, had a great foundation for the Manhattan Convention and Visitors Bureau. And I knew that I could could take it and, and take it to the next step, next level. And so I'm excited. We've got a lot of very interesting things coming open here soon. I mean, we just cut the ribbon on NBAF for sure. That will bring, you know, different, types of conferences to town. Um, and then we've got the Museum of Art and Light that will be coming. It's being built right now. It's exciting to watch. We've got the Wareham Theater. We've got the the Edge District that's coming up. So a lot of good things happening. And I knew I could make a difference to, uh, to get more visitors to town.
0: And you talked about uh, Karen and Becky, and we've been very fortunate. We've talked on this show before, but very fortunate to have had two directors in 44 years, mm-hmm. uh, basically for the entire existence of of what used to be the Manhattan Convention Visitors Bureau, now Visit Manhattan. And so um, you have big shoes to fill in I terms do. of longevity. That that's uh, that's a lot of experience in two people. Uh, But the interesting thing is they're both still in town.
1: Yes, they are readily available. I have them on speed dial. Yes, exactly. We can I can certainly uh, rely on their wisdom and leadership that they've they've uh, shared with me over the years.
0: Um, So what strengths do you think you bring to this new role? Uh,
1: My strengths are my passion for the community. Um, my work ethic. I have a hard work ethic. And then also the connections that I have in this community. I've really hit the ground running since May 17th when we've announced this. And uh, it's easy to work with the good partners that we have to establish those deeper relationships now that I'm in this role and uh, to just move the needle.
0: Yeah. So when you talk about those partners, um, Give me, give me some examples, not necessarily of individuals, but the kinds of people, the industries that you're talking to.
1: Sure. So it's definitely our hoteliers, our restauranteurs, our attractions. We've got some great attractions in this community. We know that they bring in people that people travel to see and do. And so those those different partners are important for us to work with and have a good relationship with because there's a lot of times we'll get a call that a travel writer is coming and I want to be able to be, make sure that we take them to places and get them in the doors if we need to, either off hours or behind the scenes. or And so it's all those relationships when people see that I'm calling them, that they know that that I'm calling them for a good reason that they'll respond.
0: So, and we didn't talk about this in the show um, yet, but um, this, the Convention Visitors Bureau now visit Manhattan is part of the chamber. It and is, so yeah. as such, uh, one of my responsibilities, um, we have a great staff who they manage all the day-to-day operations of the uh, visit Manhattan and the Bureau. But but one of my responsibilities is hiring this position. So I was responsible for hiring you. And so thank you, I, thank you very much for accepting, <laughs> thank you accepting for, the position. Thanks. But I know um, one of the things that I talked to our executive committee uh, before we made the announcement, I said, I've got good news and bad news. So the good news is I think I have a a new director and we're going to offer the job to Marsha and I feel very comfortable that she's going to accept that. The bad news is now we have to replace Marsha. Right. So, right. Uh, so we spent all this time trying to get a full staff. And uh, because we had this position that was vacant and we filled it. It sees now it's out of my hands. So now exactly. it's your now responsibility it's, so that to was, figure yes. out how to <laughs> replace yourself. So talk about uh, what that's going to look like and and how do you think you're going to move forward uh, in that role.
1: Sure. So um, right away, that was the first thing I did Monday morning was get that job description listed and out there. So this is a shameless plug. If you know anyone that's looking for a sales um, Of course,
0: we may have it filled by the time. We this, may this be, is yeah. hopefully, <laughs> We hopefully do. Yeah, yes. But again, if it's not, yes. forward all resumes to Marsha. Exactly.
1: So. And so we're moving forward with a, as a sports sales manager as the title. We're taking off that leisure part.
0: As an aside, we were and, of course yeah. we're teasing, yeah. but that, but we've talked about it before. We that have. is a that is a odd it's an odd expression. Term. Yes, yeah. And so we have decided you at your, exactly. at your uh, direction to drop leisure from that. Title. Yes,
1: yes. So that individual will focus on sports, and really, there's so much more we can do um, with bringing sports to town. As far as working with K State, I know we've got some great things happening with our Wildcats. All of our teams are going gangbusters and and doing well. That also just dra- draws more attention. Planners want to come and utilize those facilities. And I believe that K-State's a little more open to that now. So um, that new per- person will start building those relationships, making those things happen, and um, hopefully bringing even more sports to town.
0: And, of course, recently we hosted the 3A baseball tournament, which is at Toynton State. every mm-hmm. every year. And mm-hmm. so th- uh, we appreciate Kansas we State being willing to share that. And then, then we host 2A basketball Annually, although we won't have that next year. We won't. There's a conflict with this. Because of some this, conflict. Yeah. But, but they're always very generous in mm-hmm. letting us use Bramlage for 2A basketball. And, right. And we would probably wouldn't get, have either one of those without that. So we appreciate that. We their, do appreciate that. Their willingness to do that. So uh, do you have any goals that you've set for the first year, both for yourself and for the organization?
1: We just did a strategic plan. So I'm working through the details of that plan because those goals will be set according to that plan. Um, but basically, it's to work hard to make sure we get more visitors into town and that there's more economic develop- economic impact that results from all of that good good tourism.
0: And you almost said economic development. It is economic development. And we've, um, you know, Karen was very adamant that no one chooses to move or locate a business to Manhattan unless they visit first. Mm -hmm. And so we have to make sure people have good experiences when they come to town. And so along those lines, you plan to continue the the program that we started last year. The treat Them right Yeah, the treat Them mm-hmm. right program. Talk a little bit about that sure. and why you think that's important to continue.
1: It's a great program. That treat Them right program is that frontline hospitality um, training that it does 30 minutes for frontline staff to take. It's a great onboarding for businesses to utilize. I know we've get, we get a lot of turnover in our frontline staff. And so it's a great way that we're all on the same page. So with it, When a visitor comes to town and they ask, what is there to do, um, that it's easy to say, here's Here's a place of resource on our on our website. We have a calendar of events and firsthand knowledge that they've gotten out in the community and that they know these places that they're sharing with the visitor to experience.
0: So why is Manhattan a great place to visit?
1: Because hmm, it's a great place to live.
0: You know, it's interesting. Um, and, and the day that we recorded this, I just saw this, um, I think yesterday, but uh, there was a publication that listed Manhattan as the top mid sized community it did. Mm-hmm. in the country to visit. Why? What were some of the reasons for that ranking? I mean, that's first of all, like number two was New Braunfels, which is, you know, I think most people, and certainly in Texas, but in kind of the southwest part of the country, recognize New Bronzefell's as a great place to visit. (laughs) So for Manhattan to finish ahead of New Bronzefell's, what what were some of the things that they talked about in that uh, article that made it special?
1: It's some of the districts that we have, certainly Aggieville downtown, some of the places where you can get that local cuisine. Kind of we we've talked about being um, experience it like a local, and so I do think it comes back to the quality of life that we have here in Manhattan. And so um, when you go to a place and you're visiting, you get to see what the locals see, and it just it just pulls them in. It makes it a Um, a place where they realize they might consider moving here if they're, if they're looking for a job. But uh, yeah, I think, I, I think it's, you know, it's a great, it's a great, Um, community that's got lots of life, lots of energy. Certainly with the university in Fort Riley, we've got a lot of people that come and go. So it is a transient community. And so it's interesting to meet new people from all over the world that come here and they're calling it home for a while. So when you travel and you experience that culture, it's just seeing that insight and and experiencing that.
0: Yeah. And you think about, uh, particularly as you all looked to target Uh, associations and other large groups for for conferences and Mm -hmm. conventions and the fact that our conference center is downtown it is it's it's connected to um, the discovery center Mm -hmm. which is a great venue Mm -hmm. now coming up the new uh, art and light museum and then easy to get to downtown where you have unique restaurants, unique shopping experiences, and even the mall. I mean, you think about how many malls are downtown right. and, and the IMAX and all the things that go along with that. So it, much to do. For I mean, there are major cities that don't have that kind of opportunity. We're in a walkable district with their conference center. And so we do have, I think, a lot of unique things that we can offer to, particularly after the Art and Line Museum yes, opens up. Yes. And we have all these Venues you, you can go offside. It's right. pretty incredible.
1: It is. It's very incredible. It's one of our best selling points: is that walkability and getting people into the area. Because when you have to figure out the transportation, um, it's it's makes it harder. And so this is this is good for our health, good for our mental health to get out. And and Blue Earth Plaza certainly is is gorgeous with the green and the water and the, the history of that that area. So. Yeah, we're we're very fortunate.
0: And while not the biggest airport in the world, having an airport matters too.
1: Yes, it does. Absolutely matters. We're we're feeling it a little bit right now because we're under a big construction project, but we're looking forward to September when it reopens and people can make it le- make it easy into Manhattan from Chicago and Dallas.
0: Yeah. And of course, uh, about a year ago Jen Alley came onto the team yeah, as, she's our, been a great- as our convention salesperson. Yeah, what has she meant to to the organization? Oh, and, just her, and our ability to attract the, more meetings.
1: Just her, just her knowledge and insight from being on the hotelier side makes a huge difference for our for our team. Um, she brings a wealth of information. She knows how to to interact with the planner, knows what they need, um, and as asking detailed questions, so it helps our hotels get the right information for putting those bids together, so that we can get business here in Manhattan.
0: So that ends the traditional part of our interview. We now move on, and I know you've listened to the show before, but we now move on to uh, famous, infamous, we're not sure which, but uh, but people do listen and people do enjoy <laughs> the uh, rapid fire section of the podcast. So do you think you're ready to I think ready to I'm go? ready. I think okay. I'm ready. Yes, yeah, it's, I'm ready. It, it, People worry about it. It's usually much easier than they expect. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Okay. Uh, what movie have you seen the most?
1: Hmm, my husband will tell you, Man from Snowy River.
0: Oh, uh, you know you what? I that? haven't watched that since I was in college.
1: Well, I know. that was. I watched it all the time yeah. in college. I we was, had
0: it on videotape and watched yep. it. And the horse going down exactly. the hill, and, Exactly. Yeah, I forgot all about that movie. And
1: so when we lived down in the Northwest, we went to see that hill where the horses go down.
0: Oh, was that shot it, in it, the United No, it wasn't. S- oh. But I
1: mean, they they replicated that oh, event. Oh, well, where they would do yes, that. where they would do
0: it. That's pretty cool okay uh thanks for reminding me That i'm gonna have to go maybe go back and watch that movie um there was a there was a two also yeah there was a two Yeah. yeah what do you want people to remember about you
1: uh that i'm honest and kind uh
0: who inspires you the most and why
1: my daughter inspires me the most. Um, you know, she really listened to us as we uh, was were raising her to go out and do while you're young. And so she has. Um, so she inspires me. She's she's lived um, all over the world. It makes it fun to go travel and see her. And uh, she's had 27 jobs in 27 years. I don't want to do that, wow. but, uh, that, but she's that tried and done everything.
0: Well, good for her. Um, what is the most unusual pet you've had?
1: So growing up in St. Louis, we had similar to like our sunset zoo has an adoptive program. I had a skunk that I adopted through the St. Louis zoo program. And, uh, probably when I was in fifth grade, um, I got on the, I got a picture taken with that skunk and it made it all over the United States and people, family from all over were, were, had, had seen my picture in the paper.
0: Um, where is the coolest place you've traveled?
1: uh fingal's cave in scotland so we were fortunate to live in scotland for a year and uh fingal's cave is this unique place you had to take a small boat out to the island and then you walked along the side of it and it had hexagon type of uh stonework so it reminded me of the flint hills but um that was the coolest place
0: Uh, what is the one thing that instantly makes your day better
1: Hmm, a text from my kids
0: explain an inside joke you have with a friend or family member
1: So this is with my husband, and I say that I have a magic list. So on the kitchen counter, I can write anything down on that list, and within four days, it appears, because he does all the shopping, and then he has a magic sink, because I do all the dishes.
0: What is the most ridiculous thing you believed as a child?
1: So when I watched The Wizard of Oz, because back in our era, Jason, because you and I are the same Mm -hmm. age, uh, The Wizard of Oz always came on in October, year after year after year, and I believe that my kids didn't experience it like I did, because there wasn't as many Choices back in our time. But I always thought that The Wicked Witch would see me if I moved in my bed after having seen that movie. So I would lay in bed and not move because I thought she could see me.
0: There was definitely a lot of trauma oh, when you were absolutely. a kid around The Wicked Witch. Because you would, you know, <laughs> once a year and it was a little stressful. Yeah. So, uh, but we always watched it. We did. Um, how do you deal with work stress?
1: I go out in nature. So as you all know, I'm a big paddler on the Kansas River. And so when I am stressed out, I just get I unplug, un, unload from all the stress by just being out in nature.
0: And which uh, Manhattan is a great place it for it is a right? great place
1: for it. We've got a lot of great outdoors here. All the trails and places to, to be outside. Yeah, I'll
0: be glad when uh, linear trails back Me open. Me too. No. Me too. Uh last question. First and favorite concert.
1: So my first concert was John Denver back in 1979, and it was a special moment for me because I went with my parents. I'm the youngest of four, and it was rare that I ever was just me and my parents. But for the for some reason, the three of us went. So it's a great memory.
0: Where was it at uh, St. Louis? Uh,
1: it was where the Blues played, um, Kemper Arena. It? And then my favorite concert was out um, was Brad Paisley. He was here for a, a music concert that we had in town, and and I remember uh, I was in. Instructed to wait at a spot by some of our, well, Kurt Mulder, but I'll just give him a shout out. He said, wait right here. And Brad Paisley ran right by me as he was going up on stage and went to give me a high five. And I left him hanging. He had a great concert. So that was probably a favorite.
0: We are in the same time frame, though, because my first concert was The Carpenters.
1: Oh, OK. And yeah. The
0: Carpenters and John Denver were of yep. in that same yep. period. So. Yep. And, and unfortunately, uh, Karen and John both yes, died tragically. So yes.
1: Well, but a good era.
0: It was It was a good era for music. So, um, Marsha, thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you again for agreeing to be Manhattan's new director of, of Visit Manhattan. And we're looking forward to great things. Thank
1: you. I'm excited.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Think MHK, a podcast produced by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. If you enjoyed the Think MHK podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and share it out on your social media channels. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce.